Blog Talk Radio. Y'all know what it is. What the deal, Scott? Yeah, what they do, what they do, what they do. Um, yo, uh, before we get started, do you have any more um, strip groups and Uber <laughs> stories? <to share>? <laughs> <laughs> now, excuse me. Oh, man, shamrocks and shenanigans. Uh, actually, I do not. Um, I probably oh, won't man. have another one, maybe until... Uh, 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 St. Patrick's Day, if, if there were to ever be another one to happen, it would probably oh be God. during St. Patrick's Day. So as, so as much as I'm not anticipating it, I have a feeling something crazy might happen. But, yeah, man, that was one of those uh, uh, happen happenstance situations, man. It, it, you just you, – you, you're getting ready for what you think is going to be a comfortable ride, man, and you're surprised. I was waiting for you in the back seat. It's just, it's, it was crazy. You will be Speaking of life, is that going well? What the hell is going on with college basketball, man? I mean. This FBI probe is just taking college basketball by the nads, man. It's like first they nailed what four assistant assistant coaches like Auburn, Arizona, and two other places. Uh-huh. Uh, and now they tease the FBI has been teasing uh, a more comprehensive list. Among those on the list, well, well actually, you know that has had the blue blood. So um, on that list, uh, Duke. UNC, uh, uh, Kentucky, Kansas, my mom out of State, Clemson, <laughs> and uh, I think Alabama's on the list, among others. 
So these 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 range from um, you know either having a meeting with with this uh, cat. What's his? I'm gonna pull his name. I think his name is Christopher Gaines or something like that. Who who works for the M? The uh, I think the AMC. Uh, pull it up right quick. The uh, the agency that's in the center of mm-hmm. all this around the former NBA agent who's apparently been whining and dining uh, like a, a, a prospective college players out of that, like giving money, meeting with families and whatnot. Um, it's, in other words, it's just crazy. Okay, a, okay, ASM Sports, that's the name of the sports agency, and his name is Christian Dawkins. Okay, and he was the runner, if you will, like going in, in between players and the families and the coaching staff with a lot of money or stuff like that, as well as other executives from Adidas, which said that they were in competition with another combination company. I'm guessing that would be Nike. Hence the uh, schools <laughs> like Carolina, Duke, Virginia, Texas, Kentucky, Michigan State, USC, you know, Arizona, and Xavier, and Louisville. So, what is going on? Like, I mean, it's, it's so much to delve into, to digest, so much to get into. A lot of people at these schools are quick in the boots. Um, we may, when all of a sudden, then we may have an instant tournament where you have mama <laughs> and Seton uh, <laughs> Hall, like, going to the Final Four. So, what... Is it, is it, is it, is it, I mean, can you make sense of all this stuff? I mean, I, I'm just, I just can't believe this is going about to go down. And we haven't even reached the tip of the iceberg. No, we haven't. That's the thing that's interesting to me, because at this point, it seems as though that everything that's being announced as of right now are all straight allegations. You know, these are all things that within this investigation and this article written by the, by the over at ESPN, these are all the names that are that are have been attached to these allegations. Um, God, making sense of it all. God, I'm 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 more disappointed than I am surprised. Uh, yeah. uh, if anything, because God, the cautionary tale of God of blue chips, man, kind of laid it out back in 1994 that this stuff was potentially happening. Didn't. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it, it was there, and and, and it, it was kind of, you know, alluded that it was happening. But everyone thought, I'm not going to say everyone. It, it, I guess it kind of opened up the door to say that both uh, uh, Power 5 conferences for football and basketball were privy to having this happen. Um, but you just hoped that, you know, these institutions were playing a clean game in terms of not necessarily having to bribe these students that come to their institutions, but it's not far-fetched, right. and, and I'm not completely shocked. Um, like I said, I'm just more disappointed, more so disappointed by a lot of these smaller power conference five schools. I said this before uh, um, when we talked about um, Ole Miss and, and their alleged uh, 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 scandal in terms of bribery. Dude, with your okay. church surviving, you 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 you're walking away and you're not coming through with titles. That doesn't work. Right. How, how, how does that how does that even work? Now, I understand <laughs> if you're if you're doing it and you're at least competing for the conference, you're barely competing right. for your division in Ole Miss's case. But I digress with Ole Miss. I'm not going to sit here and pick on Ole Miss. 
or, or the other schools mm-hmm. that kind of fall within that realm. But it's just dangerous that the institutions are involved, the, the sneaker companies are involved. And when you said, you know, Adidas was in competition with another shoe company, as easy as you said it was Nike, it's very easy to be under armor because they're on the yeah. rise as well. You know, and, and, and they're fighting, and, and well, I'm not going to say they're fighting, but they're also in, in, in decent competition now with the likes of Adidas in terms of, of, of turning over institutions and having them come their way as a supplier. And, and God, you know, you have these, these poor kids, man. I, I don't miss, God, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I want to use that adjective as poor when, when you're talking about these kids. Because yeah. it's, I, I want to use another ad, adjective that's similar to poor, but it's, it's, it's a situation where, you know, they're placed within a situation. Economically challenged. How about economically challenged? Economically challenged is one. And it forces them to do things that they morally know is wrong, but financially is right for them within their situation. And it's hard. I understand it's real hard to turn certain amounts of money, excuse me, down, especially when it's right there in your face. And, and what do you say? You know, the whole thing is you hope you don't get caught. But at the same time, with the way that the NCAA has been handling, I would say almost 90 to 95% of these situations, and they've all been kind of like slaps on the wrist. The only person that I can think of off the top of my head that has really suffered but not fully has been Todd Bozeman. He's not out of a job. He's been working, and he's been working for some time over at Morgan State. It just happened to be in order for him to even get a job, Morgan State had to show cause and why they were hiring him. But they still got him on. Yeah. But, you know, it, it just has to be a situation. If you're talking about the future of this, this situation, in order for it to really, really stick and cause institutions to pay attention, Something drastic is going to happen, and I have a strange feeling that what has been leaking or what's been released over the past week could all fall apart, especially all off of some of the things that I've heard over the past couple of days. Dude, it's been crazy. First of all, like before we get more into college basketball, you mentioned college football and Ole Miss. You referenced them. Gary Parrish mm-hmm. an interesting take on CBSSports.com. And saying, and I think this goes without saying, by the way, that if you think college football is not as dirty as college basketball, you are beyond naive. I mean, <laughs> could you yeah. imagine? And the SEC alone, I'm sorry to pick on the SEC, but if the SEC alone, you could you imagine? I mean, hell, if you're not cheating, you ain't trying. And it's only exactly. cheating if your ass gets caught. And it's, it's not, exactly. just, obviously not just the SEC. I could make a case for our beloved ACC, the Big Ten, any power mm-hmm. five conference where there's a lot of money on the table, lots of money is prestige on the line, coaching jobs on the line, the pressure. You're going to cut corners. Let's, yeah. let's, let's not get it twisted. I'm not saying that none of them are doing it clean or doing it the quote-unquote right way, but it, I think we'll be, we'll be a little bit naive and some coaches aren't cutting corners because you're talking about being competition with five, four and five star athletes who pretty yes. much have their own pick of the litter. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's hard to believe 
that not a lot of the same stuff is going on with college football. And and don't be not surprised just, if you see something similar happen in college football in terms of investigation or what happens similar to what's going on in college basketball right now. Exactly. But let's not forget, college football is actually what's driving the revenue in terms of oh, these yeah. college TV networks and, and all of the money that's coming towards college football. Don't get me wrong. College basketball is a big money draw. But the thing that's yeah. driving these conferences and, and, and these conferences to become mega conferences is the football money. That's the thing that's really drawn in. That's where all the dough is. And that's where you would expect someone, if they really wanted to get a bigger piece of that pie, because, of course, there's a lot right. of football money out there, not just from the revenue generated from TV, but the prize money that these schools receive when they win a conference or they win a bowl game or they win a playoff game. There's a lot of dough out there for these institutions to get. And, man, you had to fight, scratch, and claw to get these, these, these three, four, if not five-star recruits to come to your institution. That's right. And, 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 and you know, it's not surprising to see, like, Kansas, guys like people like Kansas, Duke, and Kentucky on the list, because those are the hotbeds of one and done, especially Duke and Kentucky. Um, yeah. You know, they say that John Calipari, who I love, by the way, as a guy, but they say as, a, as we're just behind the scenes coaching and everything, they say he's pretty slimy anyway. And, mm-hmm. you know, even though I think he's using the system to his advantage, um, but, you know, it's you know, it's it's just you know because I remember I don't know if you remember this, but during um, Andrew Wiggins' recruitment when he was when he was still a high school student in Canada, like both mm-hmm. like he was heavily recruited by Florida State and was expected to go to Florida State because both of his parents are Florida State alums. That's right. One yes. played basketball, I think, and one and his mom, I think, ran track there. So they're mm-hmm. really entrenched in Florida State similar culture, if you will. And mm-hmm. up until I would want to say maybe a week or two before the signing day, he chose Kansas, <laughs> which blew everyone away. And yes. surprisingly, Kansas is on this list. I mean, you have to wonder how could he, how could Bill Self, and Bill Self's a hell of a coach. He knows what the hell he's doing now. Don't get me wrong. But how was he able to finagle a kid who was all but committed to Florida State? Because remember, both his parents are alums. And, mm-hmm. and 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 Leonard Hamilton has been recruiting this kid for several years, for quite mm-hmm. a few years, I should not say, but quite a few years. And at the last minute, he chose Kansas. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. And also, <laughs> let's go back a few more years back. Back in the nineties, we were both in college. Remember um, Ronald Curry? Remember that name? Yes, out of North Carolina. Yes, sir. Exactly, but before North Carolina, he's, he's a Virginia native. He's from the Tyler right. area, of course. He was heavily recruited in both football and basketball by none other than the, the Cavaliers. Similar mm-hmm. situation to every Drew Wiggins in Florida State, all but assured that Colonel Curry was going to be a Cavalier. And mm-hmm. 11th hour, he saw his sign with Carolina. Again, I'm not saying 
I'm just saying. <laughs> you just have to, you just have to stuff like that. You got to think. I mean, it was a last account. I did something dirty there, but they come no one can prove it, right? Yeah. And you know, there's similar stories. I'm sure to our college basketball, but it is what it is. But let's let's. But speaking of guys and running stuff, you know Sean Miller, another name for you, head coach of Arizona. He there was a, apparently there's a wiretap of him actually negotiating the bribe with some runner about one of his players, yeah. K, to get him to go there. And, mm-hmm. and of course, of course, the school has been spending doctrine, and just just as you know, just same as other schools on our list have been spending doctrine all week, all week, right? But it was to the point where Sean Miller just said that he wasn't going to coach. Like, well, they had a game last night, I think, or the night before. And he said he was going to coach. And now <clears throat> the Board of Regents at the university are apparently going to meet and discuss the future of this guy, you know, to like, like tonight and, 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 and tomorrow, and maybe discuss his future at, a later, uh, at, at another date. So it's about to go down, man. <laughs> it is really about to go down. But if you show a bill, though, what the hell were you doing on the phone negotiating to bribe your damn self? Didn't you have some other flunky do it for you and claim that you didn't know, like, like Rick Pitino? Couldn't could he have done that, though? That's, that's just you would, that's true. You would hope that that's the case, right? And, but the thing is, yeah. listen, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to find this very interesting. Because on Tuesday, actually on Monday, um, I forget yeah. where the reporter was from. I'm almost going to say that he's also from 247sports.com. Because I, I found an article earlier today. Um, yes, and I, it's, I'm guessing it's kind of based off the interview that I heard. The report said that uh, you know Sean Miller is saying that you know he's going to exonerate himself from the you know what was alleged in the conversation. He said that a lot of the uh-huh. stuff that was said, if he explains the conversation to you, would would actually lead you to believe that he's not talking about bribing the student athlete to come, but what he's doing is he's trying to figure out who he needs to speak to so that he can actually attempt to recruit him. And if you mm. notice, with all the reports, none of them have what they're saying in quotes. Everything is basically just a report. Now, had it been, you know, uh, uh, something that said, and I quote, that Sean Miller said these yeah. things, I would really be hooked. But I noticed that none of the reports say that. They just say what was said on the dates, but they're not exact quotes. It's kind of interesting that they do that. It seems like it's kind of a loophole to say, yeah, it could be alleged that he said this, but that's not exactly what he said. Now, had he said it exactly, then, yeah, you're a big dummy, like your boy Hugh Freeze <laughs> getting on the phone saying dumb stuff. But I don't think right. Miller got on the phone and actually said that. And then the other thing, too, is there's a report going on on 247sports.com that says that the stuff that was on the, the, the phone calls, as they right. were reported by ESPN, the timeline is off based on when the conversations were supposed to have happened and when oh. the athlete actually signed with Arizona. See, so it's going to be real interesting, or, or, or especially on ESPN's part, 
if this whole thing right. falls apart, based on this report from 247sports.com, especially with the fact that they're the ones that release it. Now, I understand that some people still think that it's, it's damaging regardless uh, of whether or not everything is true or if it lines up because it's kind of weird that these shady-type conversations are still being had. But mm-hmm. it just seems like there's a, there's a way for at least Sean Miller to get out of this situation if what is being reported by 24-7 Sports is true. Wow. Well, I'll say this, though. Again, like the university, the Board of Regents, is going to meet, I think, tomorrow to discuss this dude's future, uh, Sean Miller's future. Now, to your point, the timelines may seem a bit off. It's not nearly the smoke a gun as people thought it was, at least the Mm -hmm. one I thought it was, but if, if the Board of Regents is beaten, having two meetings on your ass, <laughs> on your future, <laughs> yeah, that 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 doesn't sound good at all. That doesn't sound good at all. Um, before we get to the why I think it's a possible solution to cure all this, and I think you and I both know what that solution is, mm-hmm. Mark Emmert, the NCAA president, as usual, was late to the party, right? Like you know how reactive the NCAA has been, like for, for several decades, particularly under like, under the leadership of this guy. Um, so check out this sanctimonious quote and tell me how ridiculous these allegations. Quote these allegations, if true, talking about the uh, obviously the FBI's investigations, point to a systematic failures that must be fixed and fixed now if we want college sports in America. Simply put, people who engage in this kind of behavior have no place in college sports. They are in a wow. to all those who play by the rules. And you said just you said it. Stop. I mean, you said stop. I say just sit your ass down and be quiet. If it was up to him, <laughs> if it was up to him, he'd keep this train going. I mean, I mean, I mean, he he he's able to parlay this into a contract with Turner Networks and CBS to broadcast the NCAA tournament for a cool several billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And I have the I have the figures here somewhere that they signed an extension. Um, oh, where the hell is it? I had it written down. I had it down here somewhere. Um, but, yeah, basically they signed, like two years ago, they signed an eight-year, $8.8 billion. Billion, B wow. for B, extension Brilliant. for the men's NCAA tournament to remain on CBS and Turner Networks through 2032. So if you do the math, 8 divided by 8.8 billion is over 1 billion. 1.1 mm-hmm. billion. The, the NCAA is getting this money, okay? Mm-hmm. So, 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 Emmert just, just needs to shut the hell up. But, as far as say a solution, I probably got ahead of myself a little bit. Not to say this will cure all the ills that's going on with these investigations and all this corruption behind the scenes and money under the table and stuff, but I kind of touched on it. I think it's time to pay the players, and I think it's time to pay the players fast, quick, and in a hurry. Now, yeah. I don't know. It doesn't come about complications. We both know that. We all know that, right? I mean, yes. because – there's football and basketball, the big, the money, the money, uh, the, the uh, revenue sports. Then there's other sports like baseball, 
which is a pretty decent, which is pretty decent revenue sport as well, uh, particularly in the past like decade. Um, mm-hmm. And what else? Soccer, tennis, soccer, volleyball, uh, tennis, lacrosse. Yep, lacrosse, softball, volleyball, gymnastics, track and. I mean, so the question is, right? So the question is, how do you serve the pay through equitable pay? And plus, we hadn't even touched on Title Nine sports. You know, how is that going? I mean, because people think that if schools, um, if 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 schools actually go about paying these football and basketball players particularly, um, that will cause them to cut. Like sports, like similar to what Maryland did before they joined the Big Ten. Um, mm-hmm. But if you take a look at the at the at the television contracts that the Power Five has negotiated with with with, with cable networks named ESPN and Fox, I mean the SEC and Big Ten are rumored to be getting between forty and fifty million dollars per school for just the, from just the television <sighs> contracts alone. Forty yeah. to fifty million bones. That means the likes of Vanderbilt University is getting forty to fifty million. Rutgers University is getting for forty to fifty million. Yeah. And, 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 and you think Maryland's going to restore those seven or eight sports that they cut with the forty to fifty million dollar chip they're going to be signing and cashing? What I still have to say is this: couple that with the NCAA tournament money that NCAA is making, it's going to be making. And how I don't know how they disperse that to all the other colleges, but and I'm guessing the Power Five is going to get a big chunk of that pie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't I don't see how schools will be losing money. Again, I don't know everything there is to know about about finances and collegiate athletics and how to pull the rest of the school. But I do know that other other sports survive over the of football and basketball thanks to those big like contracts, television contracts. You know, with um, you know, with with cable networks, and with the NCAA tournament alone, and that's before you get to all the bowl payouts and uh, and the uh, and different other metrics that that bring in some revenues, like you know, their own each school has their own like licensing deal or whatever, their own local media deals. So they make it. There's a whole lot of money involved in this. So much money for me. To say to like like for to hear schools say we can't pay the players, I mean I mean I, I think that's kind of ludicrous. I mean and one more thing I'm, I know I'm rambling, but one more thing on my blog post I posted why it's it time to pay the players and responsible FBI investigation. I posted videos of of of, of the schools, of certain schools' athletic facilities, where it'd be like. Uh, football facilities, basketball facilities, a whole athletic complex. I mean, these, 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 these complexes, man, from like like Kentucky and Clemson to TCU yes. and Baylor, uh-huh. they have fat ass facilities. They do ridiculous facilities. And Villanova is fly. Villanova has probably one of the nicest basketball facilities I've seen. They they and, mm. and that and that's the Big East. So. If the Big East and school in the Big East are getting that kind of cheddar, <laughs> they could imagine schools from the Power Five what they get. It's just, it's just so much money, man. So much yeah. resources. It's, I, I just find it hard to believe that college players cannot be paid. 
Now, the funny thing is this, right? And and, and those that are economists, uh, if that's a word, um, especially when it deals with uh, the money made within college sports, with collegiate sports, they will tell you right. that a lot of these institutions, even the Power Five conference teams with schools, are operating in the red. But a lot of that yeah. comes out because of just what you just said, the lavish uh, facilities that they end up building or attempt to build to continue to generate revenue by attracting the best talent to these institutions, that's, that's where that money goes. That's where a lot of that money goes. Well, well the, the bulk right. of that money goes. It took right back right. into these facilities and, and spending it out so they can go ahead and attempt to, to, to generate more revenue. Uh, there was a list. I can't, I need, I'm going to see if I can find the list and send it to you. But there was a list of all the power schools. I think it came out about a year or two ago, done by the Washington mm-hmm. Post, of all of the power five schools. The amount of money that they generate, and a lot of uh, amount of money that they spend annually, and, and of course the, the the balance from that. It's insane right. the amount of money that these institutions put out on an annual basis to compete with one another so they can earn more money. It's crazy. Now I would say a lot of these institutions would do better. By cutting back on that spending, they will probably draw, I would say, maybe 80% of what they're drawing if they were to cut, make cuts. But it's still a lot of money that's being floated around in, in, in that ridiculous circle of going to the hands of the institutions, going to the hands of the, the, the uh, equipment suppliers and, and, and the shoe companies, and, and, and right mm-hmm. back. Uh, to to creating these lavish facilities to try to draw the student athletes to make more money to go back to the university and right back into that circle, it's just crazy. But while we've been talking, mm-hmm. I actually found that article from Twenty Seven Sports dot com with the date. It said that basically the conversations with Miller were had <clears throat> from like June nineteenth. To around the middle of September. Now the guy from mm-hmm. Arizona that, that that they said that the money was going to, he was already doing orientation on June 10th. I'm sorry, he was already on campus at June 10th and was doing orientation by June 19th. So how is it possible for him to be involved in trying to you know uh, 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 recruit this dude financially based on the conversation? In the dates where yeah. conversations were had, if he's already there, I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm just saying yes. the conversations and the dates that they have are shoddy, and, and they have holes in them. And, and in the court of law, if all that stuff, if, if reasonable doubt can be uh, uh, can be uh, uh, created, yeah, it, it's going to get shot down. And, and that's one of the things that that, that makes it kind of shaky for me to continue to point my finger at, at, at Miller and say, dude, you, you dirty and you dumb. Uh, it, it, they're going to have to come up somewhere a little bit better Definitely than that dumb. in order to make it stick in my eyes. <laughs> there they yeah. are. Right. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a hot ass mess. It, it really is. I mean, it is. This is. We haven't even reached the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it's there's more stuff's gonna come out, and, and and that's why people in college basketball are nervous and already put out statements. The spin doctors are already out and everything else. But uh, let me touch back on like let, let let's just circle back right quick to the pain of the players because I want to. I didn't get to say this, but I'd be remiss okay. if I didn't say that I was. Originally among the crowd are saying you can't. Well, not saying can't, but you, but but you, you can't. I guess you, yeah, you can't pay pay the players because I was one of those. I looked at that spreadsheet that had all the college programs who operate mm-hmm. in the red. Only a few actually turn a profit. Texas yeah. and Alabama are among them, and that was my argument. And plus, you know, I'm I was from the well, they get a college education. This prices, blah 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 blah, which I get it is. Okay, mm-hmm. if you got a if you got a black scholarship, this place like Stanford, Vanderbilt University, or Notre Dame, Duke, prestigious schools, or the University of Virginia in Charlottesville. I mean, those are great institutions. And if you have a shot, yes. you get a free ride, even you know, and when you otherwise can't, for maybe for socioeconomic reasons, then. Oh, me to take advantage of. I'm not saying that, I'm not poo pooing that. I'm just no. thinking. I'm just pointing out common sense. If you have, if you got these schools, okay, the NCAA again, they have an eight year sign, an eight year, eight point eight billion, billion with a B once again extension with CBS and Turner through 2032. They signed that deal two years ago. Okay, that's not done about these players. If they if they didn't have talented basketball players, the who drives that drive the interest, none of that money would be would be changing hands. True. And 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 also in college football, you know how wildly popular college football is. That's because yeah. of the players, the four yes, basketball is. players that made the likes of Dick Saban, uh, Dabble Sweeney, and them millionaires, the highest state paid state employees in the state. In their respective states, mm-hmm. that's because of the players. The players make the money for them. They drive the revenue, the prestige, and eyes to those institutions. I mean, if you go back to the thirty for thirty on, on the U, Miami, when Miami won championships in the eighties, that drove up enrollment. When you have a yes. woman that's up, what does that bring in? Extra money, more revenue, <laughs> extra yes, eyes, sir. extra exposure. It's 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 a cycle. Mm-hmm. Winning athletics, win like teams and high-profile athletic teams bring in more money and bring in bring bring more bring in more students, bring more eyes, bring that which brings in more money. So without yeah. the Alabamas of the world, those players, you wouldn't have these like 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 tens of millions of dollars. Uh, 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 um, like conference deals with these cable networks. You wouldn't have the SEC network. You wouldn't have the Big Ten network. You wouldn't have the ACC network that's coming out next year. I mean, you, you wouldn't have them. I mean, you wouldn't have the Pac-12 networks. I mean, you, mm-hmm. I mean, none of that would be there. It's, it's thanks to the players, the quality of play, the quality of the players that go to these schools. That's why you have all these conference networks. That's why you have that $8.8 billion extension with Turner Networks and CBS to showcase the NCAA tournament, men's basketball tournament. And that's why 
you have those fat ass facilities on campus, it's because of the players. And I just think it's not right that these young men, uh, in some cases young young women too, at a place like the UConn, that do not get fairly compensated for the exposure and money that they bring help bring to the schools. That I, I just think that's that's wrong. I really do. And I completely agree with you. I don't I don't know if I can tell you exactly how they should get paid, but they should get paid. I can't either. There also should be a situation like the University yeah. of Maryland does. It should be an open-ended uh, uh, scholarship. So whenever they decided they want to finish up their collegiate career and come back and do so, they should have the ability to do that as well, especially for those mm-hmm. that, that whose college careers end due to injury. Now, these are uh, our, right. our state employees that have no, no, uh, no health benefits whatsoever. Let's not forget that. But right. you, you, you're telling me this, this, this thing, they, they, they're awarded a situation like having a college career, but if, if that football career ends, the capability of having this scholarship taken away from them is highly possible. They should go ahead and, and, and be awarded something, especially to the effect of them being able to finish out their, their academic career as long as they're if, if it's given to them, it should never be taken away from them unless for something egregious. But that's that's another conversation in itself. But my my thing is this: I don't think that first and foremost to your point. I don't know necessarily if the institutions are really scared. Like I said before, mm. they're not necessarily facing any major punishment. If anything, they're just being spin doctors and attacking the situation head on so they don't have to deal with it at another time and, and, and doing so to make them look good. If anything, they just want to look good in, in the court of public opinion because, like I said before, they're not facing any real ramifications. But, once again, if the NCAA really wants to hurt them, then they need to also go in mm-hmm. and punish them in a way to, to make them not want to do this anymore. And, and that's a whole other conversation in itself. But the major thing is and it's been asked several times, why is this, the, the FBI involved in, in this probe being that none of this stuff is necessarily federal offense unless there's something else linked to this that's going on that the FBI has to be involved? That's the real uh, interesting story to me, if, you, if you're asking me. You talk about just the tip of the iceberg, that's the thing that I want to see that's involved that that makes the mm-hmm. FBI have to want to go ahead and do this investigation. But like you said before, when you, you're talking about the conferences and the monies that they receive, that's just the Power Five conferences. Wait until the right. other five conferences and the smaller conferences start having to deal with with TV uh, uh, contracts and, and 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 TV networks. Like I've said before the show, the likes of the excuse me, the likes of the Big South have a network coming. Yeah. They let you know yeah. that all of the medium-sized yeah. boys, if they already don't have something, they got something coming, and it's going to start getting to a point where those that have to have not again, even on that level, are going to start scrapping it out in terms of talent and who goes where and, and, and who ends up being relegated to go someplace else. But yeah, like you said, man, winning 
generates money, and that's on every level. And it's been said several times, especially with the Celebration Bowl. Whoever ends up winning the Celebration Bowl, their enrollment goes up the following year. So if that happens college FCS level, you can only imagine how it happens on the FBS and and, and larger division one power five conference level. Exactly. Exactly. Hell freaking yes. And that's the thing, man. Uh, one, one more thing to close the segment. I mean, I was just thinking literally just ways <laughs> maybe you, these young men and women could get comp- fairly compensated. I mm-hmm. would say, how, how about, like, even, I mean, see since boosters like to give money under the table to to players, allegedly, why not have them, like, have, have some of those boosters sponsor these, these, these young men and women? Why not have, like, this is the, in the community or whatever, sponsor these. I mean, why not? Why not have the the kids have their uh, work on the open market? Like, you know, just have like a free market. Just have, uh, and, and I know I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but that's the whole. But but uh, but yeah, but 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 why not have? Why not allow these young people to be sponsored? You know, just like for example, if if Josh Rosen he came up for a year. Of course, going to get a huge chunk of money because he's a star quarterback for UCLA, who's about to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. I mean, I'm sure there's some sponsors who would love to say, just saying, if he was to go back three or four years ago to his recruitment and say, "Hey, man, I could, you know, I could sponsor you with X amount of money," or or do like what Nate Robinson alleged on a podcast at the University of Washington when a booster came to him and said. Hey, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars to you and your family if you play football instead of just playing basketball. You know, it's stuff like that because a lot of that stuff goes on behind the scenes anyway. And you know, as we know to be sure, but why not bring it above board by just having boosters sponsor these kids? Again, it's, it's it's I can't figure out how. I'm not that smart enough to do that. I'm not smarter smart to figure that out yet. But I mean. At least I'll bring the backroom deals, if you will, above board. You know, what I mean, it's, it makes it more transparent if you do that. So, to a degree, again, I'm to not sure how that would work, but yeah, I was going to say it, it, it would do something, but to a degree, it still leaves that loophole of, of bribery and tampering still yes, there yes. because right. the institutions that have larger alumni bases, especially those that donate this still will be involved in bribery in those situations. Because what you would want right. to do in most situations is, is have it so that at least whatever level of sport that you're playing on, be it Division One, Division Two, Division Three, if they're, if they're generating revenue, is have it so that everybody, based on what level, if you start, you get a bonus, you know, if you have any awards, you get a bonus or whatever. You would want it to be a unified system completely across the board. But but that would still leave it open for, say, like the likes of a, 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 a UCLA or, or, or anyone who's, who's – I, I didn't mean to necessarily put out UCLA. Let me, let me retract that because I don't want no blue and alum out there getting upset with what I just said. But if there's an institution – whose alumni base gives back more than another, it still leaves that door open 
for, for bribery, and, 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 and it still makes it kind of corrupt and kind of makes it unfair for those whose, whose alumni base isn't as large and doesn't give as much. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is a hot ass mess, man. It's, it's going to get it. crazy throughout March Madness. It's going to get crazy throughout it, March Madness, and time is very peculiar. But oh well, it makes me sad to talk about. It, I guess you, you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me of, of like the lights of Vince McMahon coming to the ring in WWE, and everybody's booing him, but he's just ignoring it. I think that's exactly what these institutions are going to do because the fans are still going to be there. The fans are still going to come right. and watch oh, yeah. the game. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere, you know what that's saying? for sure. If you're like me, going you're going anywhere. to allegedly be watching games while you're at work. Allegedly. But <laughs> it's, it's just going to be a situation. Of course, one. The fans, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe. But, you know, the fans are still going to be there. And, and, and the detractors are, are, are just going to be ignored. You know, it's, it's going to be a situation where there's going to be some noise. But they, it's just going to be ignored, and they're going to continue to have the games, man. They don't, they don't care. They're only going to care unless money is lost or jobs are lost. And until that happens, right. no one's wouldn't necessarily going to be scared. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Speaking of hot-ass messes, man, let's oh. transition to the NFL and the hissy fit that's gone between Roger Cadevil, as I like to call him, and Jerry Jones. This is this is just silly. This is just borderline ridiculous. I mean, I mean, I mean, like Roger Goodell is planning to find Jones millions for cutting the detrimental to the league, and while the money itself is like a pinprick to Jer to 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 to, to Jones because he's only like a billionaire several times over. Yeah. But this is just this is this is. This is just ridiculous. I mean, all it is is just Goodell trying to reassert his power in the NFL. And uh, what I find it more funnier, it's, it's, but even more, even funnier is that is that to be he's apparently of the other NFL owners. So now you we are looking at a kind of like a civil war sort mm-hmm. among the owners, namely like Arthur Blank uh, and. Uh, um, uh, Bob Kraft, Mr. Bob Kraft versus Jerry Jones, which is going to be very, very interesting because in particular Jones and Kraft, those are two of the big dogs among the owners, along yeah. with the Rooney family, uh, the Maras in New York, uh, mm-hmm. of course your boy Danny Boy Snyder in Washington, mm-hmm. and used to be Jerry Richardson from the Panthers, but he's about to, he's selling the team right now. Um, yeah, which is another story for another time. But should we even give a damn about the story? I mean, <laughs> I mean, to me, it's just it's just two grown men trying to reassert control of the NFL, in my view. And it's exactly. about like again, other owners who can't stand Jerry Jones who want to just 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 put another pennant in, in the proverbial voodoo doll, and just to just piss him off a little bit, and just annoy him. It's 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 I I think I, I think this is a much the story is much to do about nothing, and I think cooler heads will prevail, and this will be back as you know, back to normal as usual. But I just think this is a silly ass story. I think this is a total waste of everyone's time. It it is, it is, and, and just because of who it is, and that's Jerry Jones. Not necessarily because it's Jerry Jones. 
but it's because it's Jerry Jones, owner of the Dallas Cowboys. You put all that in right. right there because of who it is, that's why it's news. Now, yes, it's over right. a little bit over $2 million that's going to be owed because of legal fees and the fact that Roger right. Goodell is trying to make Jerry Jones pay it and the fact that Jerry Jones is looking to sue him or sue the league to make them pay it. It's, it's insane, man, and, and, and it's, it, it has nothing to do actually with the sport of football. But like I said before, because of who it is, that's why it's dues. Uh, but I don't think anyone necessarily cares about it, man. And we, and we only talk about it because of who it is. Because, man, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I think, and I hate that. Yeah. But I was at the end of the day, no, no, man, I and I hate that phrase. Okay. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I, you know what, what, what I would do? I would send Roger and Jerry Jones' old ass into a ring, put up oh, a fight? cage. And just go oh. no holds barred. Props everywhere. Barbed wire <laughs> of turnbuckles, ladders, tables, shit, shit, like steel chairs, folded chairs, and just go at it. That's what they need to do. Otherwise, they just need to kiss makeup and go on, on with their lives. Because, again, unless they're going to duke it out in the ring, all WWE style, it's just a total waste of everyone's time. The bad thing is, well, one, they're not going to kiss and make up. Two, even right. if that match were to happen, and people would watch, I would be one of them. I have a strange <laughs> feeling it would end just like a WWE match, be it, you know, uh, uh, Jerry Jones, I love Vince McMahon. You have his son. Uh, uh, what's Charles? Uh, uh, that's uh, uh, Jerry's son name. Steven? Steven? Like, yeah, Steven uh, Jones. Uh, Steven Jones, yeah. Sure. Stephen Jones would be like Shane O'Mac. He'd come to the ring, help his dad out, bust open Jerry, and bust open Goodell. Jerry gets the pen, one, two, three. And then and the world is upset at this, the fact that, that, you know, did this match happen? Because he's going to cheat anyway, even though he was highly outmatched, because Goodell is younger and bigger. <laughs> but it's, uh, it would still be entertaining nonetheless. I still watch. But yeah, man, like I said, man, just because of who it is, that's the reason why we want to talk about it. Because this is. This is more petty than the whole me that kind of thing that I talked about last week, which also made another turn today. But it, it, all, mm. all that stuff is, is, is equally as petty because you have two petty dudes who want to hold on to power, and you, they were hoping that Goodell would have lost some of it, and, and it just didn't turn out that way. That's what makes that funny. Right. Yeah, to your point, this is Khan Shad of Jacksonville. None would be talking about. No one would actually give a damn if it was, if it was that guy. No. Or Ziggy no. Hill of, of, of Minnesota. No one would give two rats' asses about this story. It's all because of Jerry Jones. Because what did Jerry Jones do? He drives interest. And that's what yes. he's doing with this story. That's why I think it's a total waste of time. We'll get you out of here on this, brother. Um, given that we have a little bit of time, I thought we should have a little freestyle here in terms of topic, Uh-oh. like like all the right. path topic. Yeah, Black Panther. Well, I saw that. I've seen that movie twice <laughs> already. Uh, once, once with my son, my wife, and the other. Like this past weekend, I went to visit my parents in North Carolina, and we took them, and they enjoyed it. Okay. So, one, how many times did you see the movie? And two, uh, are you Team Killmonger or Team T'Challa? Uh oh. Now, see, first and foremost, right? I have a strange feeling I'm going to lose my black card. 
but I haven't seen it yet. Don't tell me I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Lord. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. And let me explain why. <laughs> First of all, I am not one for crowds in movies. I do not like going to a super crowded movie. You know, I'm the same especially, yeah. You know, and especially if it's a situation like if I just happen to come in a little too late and I have to sit yep. very up very close to the front, man right. I hate it and it and it and it turns me into a super jerk where all I do is heckle the entire movie. If I if I have to be uncomfortable, <laughs> the entire theater is gonna be uncomfortable with me. So to avoid that, what I do is wait. Now, I was going to go see it this past weekend, but a couple of things uh-huh. happened to me, and I couldn't do it. But from what I'm hearing, theaters, this past weekend. So I'm looking to go yep. see it first thing Saturday morning. I'm going to make my way to um, a matinee and go ahead and check it out, man. I'm going to go ahead and most definitely check it out more than once, especially with me being a Marvel hero, a Marvel movie fan. And all of these movies connect, and, and especially yep. I'm, I'm more hyped about Infinity War than I am necessarily about Black Panther. Oh, I am too. But from what I'm, I am too, you know, I'm 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 super hyped about that. But from what I'm hearing as of right now, I'm I would probably be more Team Killmonger than than T'Challa. But I, I, like I said before, I'm I'm just I, I'm gonna go see the movie. I've done my best to avoid spoilers this long. And I'm surprised. Oh, that's impressive. Yes. So, you know, I'm, 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 I've heard bits and pieces. And, of course, I'm familiar with the story as is anyway. It's just that, you know, I, 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 I've done whatever I can to avoid spoilers. So Saturday morning, I'm heading to the theater. I'm going to go check it out, man. And, and, and then I'll have a report for you that you know exactly how I feel about it and, 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 and how I'm getting myself mentally prepped for this Infinity War. Yes, and dude, I've seen it twice already in two weeks, and I normally see movies only once, and see it a second ah. or third time when it come on television. I might have to see it a third time pretty soon. That's how great Ooh. this movie is, and you will not be disappointed. I mean, if you okay. check the numbers of the box office numbers, no, no one was disappointed as well. So uh, at least hardly anyone, I should say. Uh, so yeah, at least you have something to look forward to. At least that's the sound that, that you look forward to. But yeah, once once you redeem yourself in terms of other <laughs> black people in the station and, and around the world, we'll have a good discussion about it come next week. Gotcha. Yeah, because that that'll be a upbeat path topic for next week. So yes, and for those of you out there who have not seen, go see the movie supported. You'd be glad you did. But anyway, it, our time is up. D Nash, thanks for joining me, brother. And please enjoy the movie, man. No problem. I've got a busy week this week. Uh, 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 NFL Combine, CIAA, and CIAA tournaments all going on as we speak. A lot of HBCU stuff right. going on, man, and i got a lot of stuff to cover. And also, Sleazy Sports, we've moved to Mondays. Mondays. We're testing wow. this out to see how it works. And, and, and we did our, our first show Monday, this past Monday, so we're going to be on on Mondays. All right, good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Hey, best of luck, and take it easy, man. Peace out. This is man, Dwayne Nash. Please check him out on Sleeves and Radio. Now on Mondays, starting next week, on blog, here on Blogs and Radio, as well as his blog, the yard slash HBCU Sports. Again, please check out Black Panther. 
It's one of the best Marvel movies I've seen. Even though I'm still like team like Captain America, Civil War. I think still think that's the best one, but Black Panther's up there. Probably Infinity Wars would be as well. But anyway, thank you for tuning in. This is Scott Burst, the Clown Hour, signing off. Oh, six. Peace.